into A to Z Sports Primetime on a Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Buck Rising, if you're new. And I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac has you covered. They're the best in the business, commercial, residential, whatever you desire, Brymac.com. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Gary Ashton, the official real estate agent of the Tennessee Titans and the Nashville Predators, and of me. Your dream address without the stress can be found at GaryAshton.com. And of course, Two Rivers Ford, where you go for your next quality American-made Ford vehicle. Two Rivers Ford has the Built for You program. Find out more about that today at TwoRiversFord.com. So, what has Ryan Tannehill done that has given Titans fans exactly what they've asked for. Well, it certainly wasn't the outward discussion of his emotional state after the playoff game and the subsequent weeks of therapy by his own admission that that brought brought about. Uh, the vast majority of you didn't seem interested in that, even though that is a hugely compelling part of this, and by the way, I think should factor into how your quarterback manages the pressures of an upcoming season, given that he's already been put in a mentally fragile state. By his own admission, it will be something that is discussed. Was it the uh, was it the expression of shock and and disappointment? Frankly, in more ways than Ryan Tannehill is usually willing to let us into his emotions, even as he understood that the reason that he was shocked and upset and disappointed in AJ Brown being trade aw- trading away and saying uh, this can't be real until it very very much was real. Uh, Well, it can't be that because we've already talked about A.J. Brown at length and you guys don't want to hear any more about A.J. Brown. So what was it that Ryan Tannehill gave to you? Well, what Ryan Tannehill gave to you, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, Ryan Tannehill gave you the national media attention that you, not all of you, but many of you have so desperately, desperately clamored for. Because you know what happened when I turned on Every major sports discussion, every sports network, NFL Network, ESPN, Fox Sports 1, CBS Sports HQ, so many different things, so many different things all over the place, live streaming on television, on my, uh, on my, on my YouTube, uh, on my suggested YouTube videos, Ryan Tannehill being discussed by every sports debate show on in the landscape right now. Now, a part of this is because most of the NFL media is bored. There's not much else to talk about. And oh my God, a quarterback said the thing about a rookie quarterback, a quarterback controversy that we can pounce upon. Yes. Num, 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 right? That's so, so good for sports talk, radio, sports talk, television. Titans forever says low blows, Buck. Oh, cheap take, Buck. Oh, what am I going to do? You mean the local guys pissed off because you guys finally got the attention that you wanted from national media and it's not about something you want to talk about? Oh, what are we going to do? My heart breaks for you. I weep for you. How tragic it must be for you to get the thing that so many of you have been peppering me with for six years. There it is on ESPN on First Take Today. Stephen A. Smith, Mad Dog Russo, Titanic problem is the headline on first take. Oh, what the what tragedy it must be. This is the kind of shit 
that I I swear to you, it's the only good thing to come out of this Tannehill thing. It's the only good thing to come out of this Tannehill thing. I'll be honest with you. He's never Ryan Tannehill's never going to say anything interesting ever again because of what's just happened today. Fred Williams says, "Man, you're tripping." Nah, y'all are tripping because I have been waiting for this for a very very long time. People in the national media, and I know because I have friends, I understand how these how these conversations are generated. What's trending on social media? What are people pissed about? And what can we push just a little bit further on a time when there's no Cowboys news, the Lakers haven't done anything, oh, LeBron hasn't tweeted for 48 hours. What can we put on the television today? Oh, Ryan Tannehill, bless you. Bless you for your content, for your controversy and your content, even though the statement itself was in and of itself completely harmless and so uh, wildly, so wildly over-discussed. So I want to make this into a bit tonight. Buck has been waiting for this show for three years, says Ethan Ramsey. It's true. Uh, it is It is true. I have been waiting for this show for three three years. That is absolutely so. Um, let's... Uh, is, uh, <laughs> You guys are getting, you guys, are, some of you, some of you, some of you have good humor about this and some of you are getting salty in the comment section, which is delightful to me because this is exactly the, this is exactly the kind of reaction that I expected. So let's have some fun with this, shall we? If this is going to be the kind of shit that's being trafficked in all over, all over your television or every time you open your social media, let's have some fun with this. I think we should. I want to ask you your two rivers Ford take here on the primetime show this evening. What is the most ridiculous Tannehill headline that you've seen in the last 48 hours? Because I think there are a great many of them that have probably driven you insane. And yet it is that same insanity that I think many of you have welcomed onto your doorstep, even though it's one of these scenarios where you've got to be careful what you wish for. So what's been the most ridiculous Tannehill headline that you have seen in the last 48 hours since Ryan Tannehill spoke to the media. Asked and answered is the headline, but I want to hear from you. Let me know on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We will discuss at length together here over the course of this evening, right after I tell you about the people who make the Two Rivers Ford take possible. That, of course, is Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is the best in the business. They have been doing business in Middle Tennessee since 1983. They have for you the Built For You program, which allows you to select any new Ford vehicle, any customizable accessories in any color that you choose. Two Rivers Ford will build that car for you, deliver it right to your door. By the way, Built For You, the program, I did it myself. It was no more expensive for me. There was no additional cost, and it won't be any more expensive for you than it was for me. It is the same as buying a vehicle off the lot. And the best part is you get exactly what it is that you want out of your next car. Two Rivers Ford will get that vehicle built for you. Your non-commissioned salesperson will work through every step of the process and put zero pressure on you to get the car of your literal design. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So what's the most ridiculous Tannehill headline that you've seen in the last 48 hours, because I do think there have been some asinine ones and some that we put to bed yesterday. And then we can all move on from this 
and we can have great discussions about all the new draft picks. I did a new episode of The Install today with Greg Cosell, his breakdown of Traylon Burks. I can't wait to share it with you tomorrow. But in the meantime, I think what we have here is a much-needed discussion after many, many years of this nonsense as a part of Titans fan discourse. Casey Child says, I love it. Bring on the negative attention. No bad publicity. And listen, that's the way that Jerry Jones has done business for a long, long time. America's team, you know, either either you are going to, you're, you're going to get the good, the good headlines, you're going to get the bad headlines. The point is that you're getting the headlines. And that's a hugely profitable business model for Jerry. And it doesn't help that the, it doesn't hurt rather that the Cowboys are one of the biggest and uh, most historical fan bases that we have. But good organizations aren't frequently discussed in this way. You hear a lot of talk about the Jets, the Giants. Now, these are all major market teams as well. But uh, the, the Jets, the Giants, the Cowboys, the Browns, teams that are inept and have made headlines for things other than winning. The best part, if you're a Titans fan, about your football team is maybe they don't get the headlines, but they win. They don't do it in a sexy way. They don't do it in an overwhelmingly appealing way, other than a Derrick Henry, you know, a Derrick Henry highlight reel or 10. There are a lot of things to like about the way your football team goes about its business if you're a Titans fan. But now you and by extension, well, Tannehill and by extension, you have given them the opportunity to pounce on you because this stuff really doesn't happen in Tennessee, or at least not as long as I've been here, not since they've been, uh, and I, no, I'm not saying that's because I've been here, but since really I got here right when they started having winning seasons through all the down bad times. And you'll hear from Nate Washington, who was very, very much a part of some of the down bad times on his Ryan Tannehill train of thought later on, because I thought Nate was tremendous on the radio show today. But there are some ridiculous headlines out there, and I want to know which of these you find to be the most interesting. Steve Roberts says, am I a Titans fan? But, uh, well, and and we, we talk about this regularly. I don't know that it needs to be said every time, but every time somebody asks, I do try to tell you. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a reporter, right? And I, talk, I, cover, I cover the Titans first and foremost. And because I have a, a sports talk radio show here in Nashville, I talk about a lot, other, a lot of other local sports too. The only two teams that I am a fan of, outwardly a fan of, um, I'm a Nashville SC ticket holder, and I went to Indiana, so I like Indiana basketball. Those are the only two teams that I have actual like financial allegiances tied to. Now, if the Titans succeed, if the Titans fail, that benefits my business, right? I'm a sports talk host on top of being a reporter. So yeah, I cannot say that I'm completely divested of what the Tennessee Titans do. A lot of you have heard this spiel before. A lot of you are tired of hearing this spiel, but every once in a while, somebody asks the question, so we need to address it, and then we can move on together. What's the most ridiculous headline that you have seen? Stephen Birdwell on Facebook Live says they are all effing ridiculous. They're all a bunch of nonsense. Puka says, Kurt Warner, who has been backpedaling. You know, I uh, I saw Kurt, Kurt Warner's opinion on the Ryan Tannehill situation, and I'll, I'll pull up the tweet just so I can cite. I don't want to put uh I don't want to say Kurt's tweet out of context here is the tweet uh I will never understand and this coming off the Ryan Tannehill news cycle yesterday I will never understand the quote I'm not here to mentor the next guy end quote mentality so for all of you young quarterbacks who need a mentor DM me and I'll be that guy happy to help in any way that I can so I retweeted that yesterday and good on Kurt Warner for being willing 
to get out there and and offer himself up as a Hall of Famer, somebody who's seen a lot of different ver- kinds of adversity in his career. Maybe you don't like him as a Titans fan because he was a part of the uh, part of the organization that cost you a Super Bowl and the Super Bowl that is on Kirk War- Kurt Warner's resume came directly at your own expense. So you understand, I understand why there might be some bitter feelings toward Kurt Warner anyway, but I do think in principle it's a it's a lovely thing for Kurt Warner to offer even as it's it's portraying Ryan Tannehill in a light that I think is unfair. So there there I, I haven't seen the bat pedaling that uh, that Deborah uh, has pointed out to us on uh, on YouTube, but I do think that there's uh, you know I do think that there is there's in, there's different levels of this discussion that people are having, and some of them are more grounded in reality than not. Um, Percy Sledge says. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. Percy's not talking to me, so I'll move on. Uh, damn, you're talking. You're uh, you cracked me up taking it right into the commercial, says Steve. Yeah, that's how it goes. Um, Benjamin Salazar says, "I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sure that a bunch that all of you bunch of lousy fans, when you get wrong in your job, surely will be very happy to mentor your replacement." So Benjamin wants to fight all of you on YouTube. So I will allow you to take up your. Uh, I will take up you. I will allow you to take up your complaints with Benjamin Salazar. There, as you bicker amongst yourselves, can proudly say I've only seen A to Z Tannehill headlines. Well, allow me to give you the most ridiculous one that I saw, because as Ethan Ramsey says, there have been many that have called Ryan Tannehill's character into question, which I found to be utterly ridiculous, based on just one offhanded comment that turns out is a little too honest for anybody who's never worked in a professional sports organization or seen what competitive sports looks from looks like from the athletes point of view because Emmanuel Acho who has done both of those things is one of the people calling Ryan Tannehill's character in the question trash Acho you have a problem with Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis I do I have a huge problem with Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis but not for reasons y'all think my problem with Ryan Tannehill is this and Mm. this is what you need to pay attention to The only reason you are scared to mentor somebody is because, number one, you lack confidence in your own ability. Number two, you are insecure about your position on that roster or on that depth chart. Or Mm. number three, you think that person can do what you can do and can do it better. Mm. Number one, you lack confidence. Number two, you're insecure. And number three, you think they can do what you can do and they can do it better. Problem is this, Ryan Tannehill, if you are so insecure about your starting position or you lack the confidence in your ability so much so that a third round pick could come take your job, then Ryan Tannehill I don't want you as my starter. Mm. In the National Football League, you better have an abundance of confidence because you are playing with a whole bunch of alphas. If you do have confidence, an abundance of it, I cannot guarantee that you are going to be a dude. (laughs) But if you do not have confidence in your ability, I can guarantee you are not going to be a dude. Yep, yep, yep. To be a dude or not to be a dude, that is the question. People are, and you guys are saying this guy is a freaking joke, Ryan Powell. Uh, Ryan can only control what he controls. Chris Frazier says that's why nobody watched the shows. But here's my point. Here's my point with all of this, right? You are, this, this is now a preview of what your season is going to be. Because yes, Mike Peck, you all are, we all collectively, you, me, and producer Reed hiding in the shadows, and everybody else at home, streaming on your phone, streaming on your laptop, whatever the case, 
to be a dude or not to be a dude is a preview of what your football season is going to look like because there is even the slightest tinge, just the slightest of quarterback controversy. So now every Ryan Tannehill incompletion, interception, missed opportunity on third down, every time that this starts to bubble under the surface in ways that it never used to matter before, now it is going to be a part of everyday sports discourse throughout the course of the NFL season. To be a dude or not to be a dude. That's the question. That's the question. And for all of the demands made of national media, pay attention to your football team. They're paying attention. And now I'm sure that you wish that they would look away in short or that they would look away in short order. That Debo Samuel would be traded. Please, God, let something happen that would take everybody's attention who's not talking about the Tennessee Titans on a regular day in, day out basis. Let it please turn to the next subject line on the NFL news docket. That's the place that we're currently existing. And that's one of the more ridiculous ones that I've seen. Bruce James Realty on YouTube says, listen, trading A.J. Brown was a boneheaded move, especially if it was about 2 to $5 million. The wide receiver rate, uh, one rate is only going to go up, and so is the cap. Well, Bruce, I would invite, we're not talking about A.J. today uh, as, a, as far as boneheaded moves are concerned, I think. Um, I, I let, I let, I almost did another AJ Brown show earlier this week and I decided that you guys had, had had enough of it, but uh, we are going to move on because the ridiculous of this ridiculousness of this particular Tannehill conversation by far and away exceeds anything, um, that the AJ Brown stuff had, but I would, if you are interested in the wide receiver talk, I would invite you to go check out the uh, podcast that Greg Cosell and myself did today because Greg Greg predicted that eight not predicted that AJ was going to get traded, but he laid the he he basically laid out the situation why a team like Tennessee would move on from a player at that position that's getting the kind of money that wide receivers are now getting. So it's a really good podcast. We'll play we'll play some clips of it tomorrow because that's what tomorrow's show is going to be built around, specifically around Traylon Burks. And how much fun he's going to be to watch in an offense that understands how to deploy him correctly. Um, Patrick Steckman says, LOL, Bucks, stop. Any fan who believes in a quarterback controversy for the 2022 season needs to walk out the door now. But you don't understand, Patrick. You're missing the point. It's not about whether fans believe in a quarterback controversy. By the way, many people, myself included, did not think that there was quarterback controversy in 2019. When in reality, and this was after the fact, and I, I I remember having these discussions with people in the Titans organization, when as early as training camp in 2019, the Titans coaching staff had internally expressed an interest in Ryan Tannehill being the starter over Marcus Mariota. But there was a very, very strong and prevailing narrative. Now, I think the situation with Malik Willis and, and Tannehill is much different. Um, because Tannehill was obviously a veteran quarterback with, I think, seven years at the time uh, worth of NFL starts. So this was not this was not a third round rookie who had fallen almost almost seventy spots below the place that he was going to get drafted. Brian Tannehill was a first round draft pick who had not had his career pan out at the heights that a first round draft pick at quarterback is expected to. So his situation this season is much different than. He and Mariota's situation in 2019. But remember that there was a very, very strong Marcus Mariota is the starter no matter what 
narrative in 2019 until six games in when Marcus Mariota got benched. It's not about the fans. It's about the people who are looking for reasons to talk about things that are dramatic in football. And while that is a part of my job to look at things, to find things that are carrying on as far as your guys' discussions are concerned and then try and lend some insight and analysis to it, my job is to do that every day on a local level with fundamental knowledge of your football team. Uh, these asshats on television, most of them, and I listen, I, I have a lot of friends who work at ESPN. I've got friends that work at CBS. I've got friends that work at Bleacher Report. I've got a lot of friends who work at, at major networks and companies across sports media. I'm not saying that everybody who talks on national television or national radio on we're on uh, you know, uh, nationally syndicated sports platforms, not calling everybody assets. I'm calling the two people that were discussing this with fundamentally no knowledge of the Ryan Tannehill or Tennessee Titans or Malik Willis situation, asshats like the two people we just saw having a discussion that made us all dumber for it. So let's watch it again. Macho, you have a problem with Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis? I do. I have a huge problem with Ryan Tannehill saying it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis but not for reasons y'all think. My problem with Ryan Tannehill is this, and mm. this is what you need to pay attention to. The only reason you are scared to mentor somebody is because, number one, you lack confidence in your own ability. Number two, you are insecure about your position on that roster or on that depth chart. Or mm. number three, you think that person can do what you can do and can do it better. Mm. Number one, you lack confidence. Number two, you're insecure. And number three, you think they can do what you can do and they can do it better. Problem is this, Ryan Tannehill, if you are so insecure about your starting position or you lack the confidence in your ability so much so that a third-round pick could come take your job, then Ryan Tannehill, I don't want you as my starter. Mm. In the National Football League, you better have an abundance of confidence because you are playing with a whole bunch of alphas. If you do have confidence, an abundance of it, I cannot guarantee that you are going to be a dude. <laughs> but if you do not have confidence in your ability, right. I can guarantee you are not going to be a dude. Yep, yep, yep. Ryan To be a dude or not to be a dude. That is the, <laughs> Max says he's spitting facts. Now, listen, I don't, I don't disagree with some fundamental parts of Acho's argument. It's just the way that they frame the conversation is largely stupid. If you want intellectual stim, if you want intellectually stimulating conversation about this particular Tannehill situation, I would invite you to stick around because you're going to hear from Nate Washington, who you know very well as Titans fans. So let's get into what Nate had to say on the radio show today and how it regards your opinion of Ryan Tannehill's leadership abilities, because that's what now is being called into question. I've seen Robert Griffin III, who's now a talking head on ESPN. But by the way, full disclosure, uh, Robert and I are represented by the same uh, by the same agency. I've, I've only met I've only met Robert once at Super Bowl in, in Los Angeles. We had lunch together with the guys that represent us and I really enjoyed uh I really enjoyed his company so for as far as as far as Robert is concerned while I do disagree with what he said about Ryan Tannehill I do also acknowledge that I I have some bias because I like Robert and we we've had uh we've had enjoyable conversations together but there are many talking heads like Robert Griffin or Emmanuel Acho who are now calling Ryan Tannehill's leadership into question so my question for you is should Ryan Tannehill's leadership be called into question because of his comments today? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. 
We will discuss at length together. I'll play you this clip from Nate Washington that I think is really going to frame the conversation in a way that you need to hear and a way that I really valued because it did provide me new insight with which to advance my opinion and not to stick to the same talking points and scream and shout at a bunch of people about things that don't actually advance this. Is there any reason to question Ryan Tannehill's leadership? Should it be called into question because of his comments yesterday? Let me know on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We will talk about it together right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. GaryAshton.com is where you go for your dream address without the stress. The Ashton team is going to provide you everything that you need when it comes to the intel that you need to succeed in the Middle Tennessee real estate market. GaryAshton.com, the best in the business, the real estate agency that I used, that John Robinson used, that Preds coach John Hines used when we all went about the process of looking for our home in Middle Tennessee. And if you're selling your home, sell for more at GaryAshton.com. So, should Ryan Tannehill, is there any reason why Ryan Tannehill's leadership ability needs to be called into question after his comments yesterday? Cody says, geez, hell no. For Chris Frazier, it's just flatly a no. Linwood does agree. No, it shouldn't. Kyle Adams does not give me an opinion one way or the other, other than to call Ryan Tannehill a bum. So we appreciate Kyle for all his wisdom and insights. That's all we make. I don't know why. It's it, Anytime somebody says, you're a bum, I don't know why it makes me laugh, but it's just a funny, something about being called a bum is something that makes me laugh. Anyway, uh, Max says, Tanny is our Alex Smith, but in fact, he's not, right? Because Alex Smith is renowned for having Patrick Mahomes holds Alex Smith in such high regard because of the way that Alex Smith straight up mentored Patrick Mahomes while he sat for a year in Kansas City. There are other instances of that as well. Steve Young and Joe Montana, I believe, are a real, and there was not social media and things of that nature, but there are examples that you can find across the history of professional football where one quarterback has mentored another on the same roster. Ryan Tannehill has said it's not his job to, but if the young quarterback Malik Willis learns stuff from him, then that's a great part of the job, right? It's not like they're going to have a bad relationship. He's just saying there is an additional step that goes into mentorship. So when I I call I called Nate Washington, who's former Titans wide receiver, played in the played here in Tennessee in Nashville from 2009 to 2014. I bet because I went through and looked at the list of quarterbacks. I'm sure many of you remember because there were some bad Titans years in there from 2009 to 2014. That's Kerry Collins, Vince Young. There's a Rusty Smith. There's a couple of Rusty Smith starts in the middle of all that. Jake Locker, Matt Hasselback, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Just a just a shit show at the most important position that Nate had to manage his way through as a leader and as one of the better skill position players on those Titans squads. So when I pose the question to Nate, because he did feel strongly about Ryan Tannehill's comments uh, in, a, in a way that I had not considered. So I want you to hear from Nate today on this because the question of leadership, I think, is unfair. The question of confidence and insecurity, those are both, I think, realistic to bring to the table. Oh, Reed, I'm not seeing the... Uh, I don't see the uh, I don't see the Nate Washington clip in the okay producer read because there's no way that I can have this done in silence producer read show yourself why is there explain to people why I've just typed up 
this incredible Nate Washington clip, and I do not see see it before me. Get in the stream. Quickly, Reed. Now. I am here. I am working the background. I am uploading as quickly as possible. I blame Corked Bats and their video for taking up all of my resources here right now. So I'm Your uploading bandwidth. as quickly as possible. Okay. Well, he will keep us updated. With the Nate, well, actually, I think that, okay, back to the shadows, Reed. Thank you for all your great work. I'm sorry to hang you out to dry that way. If you could throw the graphic up on the screen for me kindly. Thank you very much. Get, get, for There was there was three years where you guys did not think the producer, Reed, was a real uh, live human being. But there he is in all of his glory to tell you about the circumstance that, uh, that, we, uh, that we are currently experiencing right now. So this night, we're going to get the Nate Washington clip up for you because there is a lot there that you need to sink your teeth into. And and when, because I saw a lot of professional athletes have the reaction to this that many people, that many of you guys were having. Not that Ryan Tannehill's a, well, that, there were some varying opinions on why Ryan Tannehill, uh, on why Ryan Tannehill, um, why Ryan Tannehill said the thing that he said and all kinds of personal indictments and character attacks and, Thing there's this nature. Kyle Pitts was somebody the the second year tight end now going into his second year tight end at it, with the Atlanta Falcons said you know quote tweeted it and said something to the effect of who hurts you Ryan Tannehill why would you say something like this I think it's the fact that for professional athletes and and not at I'm obviously not a professional athlete I'm a professional talker about athletes right but I do get the opportunity to work with athletes each and every day. By the way, speaking of uh, professional athletes, the Titans rookie tight end, Chiga Conqua, was going to be on the radio show tomorrow at 11 a.m. Central Time. So I hope a lot of you guys who want to learn a little bit more about your rookie class, uh, I think we're going to have some fun with Chig tomorrow. So make sure you're hanging out on the radio show then. But I think when athletes have these discussions, everything is state secret. Everything is kept internally. Everything is discussed in the sanctity of the locker room or in group texts or, you know, jokes among friends, but never let the outside, never let the outside in. Never let the vultures feed upon your words and create further controversy about things that are not controversial within sports, but who people outside, like most football fans, who are going to freak out, com- freak out when they see comments like that. Because they just want their football team to be good. They don't care if Ryan Tannehill is going through it. They just care that Ryan Tannehill didn't win him a playoff game last year. They don't care um, that Kevin Love is somebody who has expressed struggles with emotional uh, or rather mental health issues throughout the course of playing with LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers during the championship year. Now part of that in retrospect, maybe because Kyrie Irving is a bit of a shitbird, but those kind of things that come up with professional athletes, they're fine with it being talked about, but amongst themselves, when you air publicly by saying those things out loud, that's when people pile pile on because you've broken the code of silence. Silence among thieves um, is, uh, or you know, just just code of code of whatever it is that professional athletes traffic by, whatever you want to call it. These are the kind of things, these outward discussions that pro athletes don't want people to be able to gravitate towards because in in today's day and age, people like Emmanuel Acho will use those words against you in ways that you never intended. And the, the constant noise around that, while you don't have to watch Fox Sports 1 or ESPN or 
Bleacher Report or all these different places or A to Z Sports. You don't have to watch these places that are going to continue to have, have these things be a part of the discussion. At a certain point, you have to answer questions about them. You have to consistently answer questions about them. They start to accumulate. Malik Willis is going to be asked questions about what Ryan Tannehill said. That's not what the Tennessee Titans want for their rookie quarterback. They want him to talk about football. They want him focused on football. Not, hey, Malik, did you hear what Ryan said about not wanting to mentor you? Talk about it, would you please? Then we put the microphone in front of his face. Malik Willis may say the thing that continues the storyline in ways that are unpleasant for everybody involved. So should Ryan Tannehill's leadership be brought, be, excuse me, be brought into question by what he said yesterday? By no stretch of the imagination should that be so. But what it does open up people's opinions to is, is he secure in his position? Is he publicly secure in his position? He has expressed the struggles that he just went through. How much of that is going to linger? Is that going to impact him in doing his job? That's the kind of stuff that is now going to start around Ryan Tannehill. I'm certain that he did not intend for any of this to go the way that it did. So for all of the different things that Ryan Tannehill has produced, or the opinions, stupid or serious, uh, the think pieces, the funny content that is being put out there on the internet, Willie Abbott says, bro, where's the Nate Washington audio? Listen, producer Reed, I, it's it's what what has happened is let me let me explain what happened there because I shouldn't I should have looked at my video cue to see that it was not there before I set up the audio. That's not on Reed. That's on me for not for not checking before I tossed to the uh, toss to the video package that I thought that was already there. So don't so don't get after Reed about that. We'll get you that video as soon as humanly possible. But while we wait for that, let's be entertained by some of the other content that's being produced around this because there is some funny stuff to result out of all the Ryan Tannehill silliness. So annoying or entertaining, what have you found? What has been your opinion about the content around Ryan Tannehill? Have you found it more to be funny? Have, are you are you just sick and tired of it at this point? Because I think some of the stuff I'm going to show you is going to bring you back in if you are borderline annoyed and just looking to laugh about something. Oh, what an upset. Just in time. Producer Reed coming in in the clutch. I don't have to give you the annoying or entertaining shit yet because I've got Nate Washington going the hell off. Here's Thank the you, thing Reed. with that statement in itself. I understand that literally it's not your job duty. But I, me, myself, personally, yeah. when I started becoming a leader in the locker room with the Titans and a lot of the guys began to look at me like a captain, um, there were guys that were coming in. You know, we got a Ken, young Kendall Wright, a young Justin Hunter. I came there uh, my first year in Tennessee. We drafted Kenny Britt. Um, and all of those guys that came in under me, you know, I know that there'll be plenty of listeners that are diving into those guys' individual careers and all of those type of things, and I understand that. You know, it didn't work out for those guys the way that the fans wanted it to. I understand that completely. But me, myself, as a guy that had gone through those early stages of a career, seeing a young guy coming in, seeing a young guy as a first-round draft pick, understanding that that pressure was totally different from my pressure as an undrafted free agent rookie. I understood that it was also 
part of my duty to groom these young guys because at any given moment, I can go out, you know, during the midst of training camp, tear my hamstring, and be out the first four or five weeks. Now because I've looked at it like a competition in my room or I, or I don't want Damian Williams to take my spot, so I'm not going to groom him and mentor him properly on his field, now when I go out, I have to worry about coming back to a team maybe week six, seven, eight that's now looking at a one-and-four record playing with all young guys instead of a maybe three-and-three three or a two-and-two two two record that can have us a little better advanced. So I understood that that was a part of my mentoring duties to come in there and also look at the, the, the whole state of the situation as, you know, even if this guy is here to replace me, he's also here to help this team. And for me looking at it, you know, just to tie all of this up into one synopsis, for me to look at it as a leader of the locker room and understand that it's also not a part of my job details, but my duty as an older guy in the league to mentor these young guys. To be honest with you, Buck, completely honest with you. Me so there's a lot more there because Nate went into great detail. Unfortunately, there's only so much of that video that we can fit into this, but what Nate went on to say when he's going to be completely honest with you, he felt that Ryan Tannehill was showing public insecurity, and that's not something that you can have as a leader of the football team, right? The comments about Malik Willis are fair to scrutinize. People are scrutinizing them for the wrong reason, not because of what Ryan Tannehill said he would or would not do for Malik Willis, but because if Ryan Tannehill is publicly displaying that kind of insecurity, what kind of things is he harboring on the inside that may be even more, that may be weighing on him even more? He's never talked about Logan Woodside as competition. And honestly, I wish somebody would have asked him, hey, Ryan, have you ever thought about mentoring Logan? And he would have given the exact same response. The only reason that people are bent out of shape today is because nobody's ever asked him about Logan Woodside because respectfully to Logan, Logan has never been a threat to Ryan Tannehill's job. Malik Willis, and here's, because I've, I've talked to people about this, Malik Willis this year is not a real threat to Tannehill's job either. He is a threat to the future security of Ryan Tannehill's position, but you guys will see, and I'm not, I'm not, please don't take this as me bashing Malik Willis. I hope he goes on to have a hugely successful career in the NFL, but he needs to do some significant growing within the offense, within the system within just professional football because of what he was being asked to do at Liberty was nowhere close to the scale of how he will be asked to operate in the NFL. You need Ryan Tannehill to play well because Malik Willis isn't ready yet for that job. He may soon be, and that I don't know how soon or how far away that will come. And I don't know how Ryan Tannehill will respond to the kind of pressure that this is going to apply. But ultimately, the circumstance for Ryan Tannehill is he cannot, if he is insecure about his position, now is the time to shake that off, to get back in the building, as he is now doing, and get his ass back to work because he needs to be good for everybody because you need him to win playoff games. Malik Willis needs him to be good so Malik Willis can go on to have a successful NFL career because he's not ready to yet even if he has a great preseason. And Chris, 
Chris Frazier accurately says, you never know, Buck. And you're right, Chris. There's no way for me to predict how how quickly Malik Willis will grasp some of the things that he is being he's going to be asked to. Um, he I I have no way of saying that. None of us do, right? So you are you are correct. You never know how these things could pan out. But I and this the example that Chris is citing is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, you know. Russell Wilson at least was playing power five football. Malik Willis at Liberty is operating in a different sense entirely. Now, uh, uh, Wilson had transferred, can't remember if he started at NC State and then transferred to Wisconsin or started at Wisconsin and then transferred to NC State. But I know there was a transfer involved in there. And by the way, his size is something that at the time, I mean, this was almost uh, Russ has been in the league almost a decade at this point, if if not a decade, damn near. Um, at at the time, size, the height for the quarterback, Russell Wilson, that was v- way more held against um, players at that position. The anomaly, the only anomaly at the time, was Drew Brees. NC State to Wisconsin says Carl Crossland. Thank you. That's that's one example. And again, I I wish Malik Willis all the success in the world. Health and success throughout a productive NFL career. By the way, I wish the same for Ryan Tannehill because why would you wish bad things for people in their job, especially if you're a fan of that team and you need both of those dudes to be able to do any any substantial winning because at a certain point, Malik Willis, I'm sure there will be packages for him to be installed. Uh, Gino says, told you this yesterday. Forgive me, Gino. I I must not have seen the comment. It's not whether he needs to mentor. It's to say he'll help anyone that needs his help on the team as a leader and not to say that it's his job. You all don't get locker room stuff. Well, that's that's something that I did articulate yesterday, Gino, but forgive me for missing your point um, or missing your comment. There, there are a lot of them that scroll fast and furiously that I try to get to, as many of them as humanly possible. Ed Champ says, so Buck, two questions. Someone... Uh, or uh, should the Titans try to pick up another quarterback? Excuse me, <clears throat> had a frog in my throat. Should the Titans try to pick up another quarterback to add to the team? How many games um, the us think he think is going to take? Or okay, then it's quickly devolved into gibberish. Ed, um, I I don't know if that's autocorrect on you, but I I I was following you for a second, and then you very very quickly lost me. Anyway. It's okay. Uh, should they think about adding another quarterback to the team? No, they have Logan Woodside. They just cut Kevin Hogan, by the way. So you've gone already from four quarterbacks to three. Willis can be a backup quarterback, but I do think that uh, I do think that you will. Uh, I do think that you will see. It will take time. Logan Woods. By the way, Logan Woodside is going to have to help Malik Willis learn, not just Ryan Tannehill. If Logan Woodside, if you want Logan Woodside to mentor Malik Willis, to legitimately take the time to be a mentor because he does not have the responsibilities of a starting quarterback, I think that's completely and totally reasonable. Um, but the uh, but the rest of it, uh, forgive me, Ed, you uh, you lost me quickly. D. Will says, did Buck just admit to being a fan? Well, and, and I understand how you could take that that way. I don't think that's, I think that rooting for individual people I root for, so producer Reed, even though I've just hung him out to dry publicly, right? I root for producer Reed to do well in all of his things. D. Will, I root for you to do well in all of the things that you set out to do in all of your life accomplishments. I, I think that's, I think, I don't think that's fandom. I, I would, I'm, let me, I'm, I'm watching Phoenix and Dallas in the studio 
right now. No, actually, I think Miami and Philadelphia just went to halftime. So I don't know if I'm watching a highlight package on TNT or if this is the real game. I root for Chris Paul to win a championship, right? Great example. Chris Paul, who's never achieved. He's he's the point god, right? He's regarded as one of the best players at that position in the history of the NBA, and he doesn't have a ring to show for it. I root for Chris Paul to get a ring. I also would root for uh, for, root for uh, I root for John Morant individual. Now I, I like I happen to like the Grizz too, so I'm I'm probably a Grizzlies fan. I'm a John Morant fan, so maybe you you know I'm asking you to do some discerning there, I guess, because now I've muddied the waters on myself. But I understand your point, D. Will. My point is. I'm always going to root for people to do well, right? I'm never going to actively root against people to fail unless I hate you and I do have people that I hate. And if I hate you, then I actively root for you to fail in everything that you set out to do. And I don't care about karma because I hate you, but I don't hate that many people. Even as I come off a little gruff and a little, you know, curmudgeon and and maybe you think I hate a lot more people than I do. Truly, I don't. Um, but yeah, there's every, everybody hates people. That's okay. A little hate, not a bad thing. Um, unless, you know, you're producer Reed and you're happy about everything all of the time, which is incredibly frustrating uh, for people like me. Anyway, so I think I think that's Joseph Bodily says, thanks, Buck, for rooting for me. I root for all of you. Unless you say shitty things in the comments on Facebook Live, YouTube, Twitter, or Twitch. And then, you know, then I, then, then I probably have some second thoughts. So don't push me because I'll root for, I'll root against you. <laughs> um, all right, let's laugh at some, at some silly Ryan Tannehill content. Shall we? What has it been entertaining or has it been annoying? The amount of content produced by the Ryan Tannehill situation. Let, oh my God. I didn't even see the comment that I actually accidentally threw on. Is it Saring? Forgive me, Saring. I don't know if I'm going to mispronounce your last name. So I, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to hope that I've mispronounced or that I've, that I've mispronounced that I have correctly pronounced your first name. He says Mariota greater than Tannehill three picks in the playoffs. Um, Saring, I don't know you. I, I'm sure you're well-intentioned. I am now rooting actively against you. Not because I hate you, but because that is a ridiculously stupid thing to say. But it's okay. Uh, Ryan, all Ryan Tannehill did is save your ass from Marcus Mariota, who, who actively would have imploded your lone AFC Championship Series uh, or uh, appearance in the last two decades of Titans football. Woo! What a, what a just what a just what a dipshit thing to say. Thank you, Saring, for all of your great work. I'm not rooting against you, buddy. I'm just kidding. But do better with your comments, and we'll come back. We'll come. We'll come back around at another point. We'll see if you can't redeem yourself. All right, let's laugh at some Tannehill stuff, shall we? Some funny Tannehill stuff, because I am as annoyed as you are, and we will put it to bed after this. We will show you uh, the annoying or entertaining, depending on your perspective on things. Content that this Tannehill conversation has produced right after I tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. They have you covered commercially, residentially. They can do duct work that will improve your air quality. Brymac is the best. Chris Hamby, Miss Sherry, always great people to work with that will provide you great service on your heating and cooling units. Brymac Mechanical, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. So, annoying or entertaining, what have you made of the content that's being provided around the Tannehill stuff today? So, I will allow, because you guys know that I do a sports talk radio show on top of the primetime show, on top of the 615 Sessions podcast, on top of writing for AdizzySports.com, on top of the, the install podcast that I do every every Wednesday for, uh, for with Greg Cosell, I'm doing a lot, but it's a lot of fun. Now, oh, I, I just saw producer producer Reed. You uploaded the Nate the Nate uh, Washington audio in two parts. Is that what took so long? Oh, 
now I'm, I'm sorry that you went through all that because there's no way we're going to play the second part of that ever. But it's really good. So you should go check out the podcast of the radio show where you can hear the full 20 minutes of Nate and I discussing this Tannehill nonsense at great length. He was really, really good today. It's well worth your time. But in the meantime, since you guys know I do a sports talk radio show, you got, and you know, you interact with me on the primetime show. There's some similarities. There are some differences too. But you know what sports talk radio looks like. You know what it sounds like. You know what it feels like. Austin Huff, who many of you are familiar with, if you are a A to Z sports follower and you subscribe to our podcast feed where Austin Huff does the Tighten Up podcast, I believe it's every Tuesday in the A to Z sports podcast network, Austin Huff and Jack Gentry, Gentry do a great job. But Huff is a, is a produced bit genius when it comes to the amount of insight that he has, because Huff if, if you know anything about sports radio, and I don't know how many people follow this kind of stuff religiously, but Jim Rome is a is a very famous sports talk radio host. Huff used to be a producer for him. So he's got a pretty in tune, a very keen sense of what it is that lazy sports talk radio hosts look like, especially around Ryan Tannehill conversation. Welcome back into 103.3 The Sideline. Right, we're going to be right. opening up phone lines here in just a bit because we're feeling pretty lazy today and didn't prepare enough content to get us through an entire show. And coming up here in a sec, we're going to be talking about an overblown quote from a quarterback that we have a pretty big vendetta against on this show. That's right. <laughs> but first, let me tell you that this segment is brought to you by Grinders Coffee. I don't have the coffee. Grinders Coffee. Are you a working man who can't start your day off without a cup of joe? Are you a grinder? I am. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You are, Big Raz. Then you need a coffee with a lot of caffeine and subtle traces of elephant testosterone to get your workday going. What was that second ingredient you said? Take it from Big Raz and I, two of the hardest working men in this industry. Yeah. Which may sound like a flex until you realize just how lazy this industry actually is. But if you want to rise and grind, do it with Grinders Coffee. I woke up at 1130 today. Make sure you enter promo code LAZYTAKEUPON checkout. Now... We got to get to the story of the day. Blatantly missing my cough button. <laughs> now, the news today is coming out of the Titans facility where Ryan Tannehill met with the media. He stood in the pocket for more than 20 minutes answering questions. Now, that's some good pass protection. And he answered some tough questions about everything from therapy to his mental health, the loss of his number two receiver, the loss of his number one receiver, <laughs> and literally a question about how much money he makes. <laughs> he actually did a really good job facing the media, but we're going to go ahead and throw all of that out the way and focus on the one quote where we thought he misstepped. <laughs> the one quote that's making headlines. I mean, did you see this, Big Raz? Ah, yes, yes. Did you see this, Big Raz? Not at all. Nope. He said <laughs> it's not his job to mentor rookie quarterback Malik Willis. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw that story on the internet. Yeah. I didn't click on it, but I felt like the headline gave me enough context to take a very strong opinionated stance on it. Uh, I mean, can you believe this guy? Not go. wanting to mentor a guy who could literally take his livelihood in the next couple I, of years I, I, if he doesn't perform well? Selfish, really. I mean, they should call him Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> Grow up, buddy. You get the Ryan Tannehill. This guy, frankly, can do no wrong. You're right. Even if You're he right. saved orphans from a bus fire, oh I'd probably still blame him for why the bus was on fire. He probably started that fire. So why would he even say that? You know? Why did he start the fire? I mean, this guy needs to take a page out of the leadership handbook. You're right. He needs to take a page out of the leadership handbook. He needs to take it to Kinko's and make copies on a fax machine. Ah, Kinko's. 
I remember Kinko. Which is clearly a reference that I did not realize is outdated and exposes me of just how old I really I, am. I mean, he needs to be like other leaders in the National Football League, like Joe Flacco. People forget how open he was to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, Andrew Locke in Denver. I, or I don't know, maybe someone like Tom Brady. I ever heard of him? Who clearly mentored Jimmy Garoppolo and was super nice to him in the process. Or what about two of the greatest in Brett Favre? He was a true mentor to Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers. He was a true mentor to Jordan Love. Look, it's not hard to be an NFL quarterback. Nah, that's true. That's true. I say this while working just over three hours a day. Most of those days spent wearing pajama pants. Like today. I'm wearing PJ pants too. I mean, with all the money he's being paid, you'd think he'd at least act professional. Am I right? You're right. You're right. This coming from a guy who was literally eating pizza during our interview with the mayor last week. <laughs> I mean, he should be a pro. <laughs> Is that too much to ask, Big Raz? Big Raz? Big Raz? You there? Big Raz, where'd you go? <laughs> uh, sorry, I was, I was just being a dick to the intern. But you're right. You're right. You should be kind and be a good mentor to those who could potentially take your job one day. You actually talk to interns? Now, I thought we could get through that entire clip without somebody screwing this up for us. Kyle Adams. Producer Reed, jump in here. I need I need help. I cannot solo golf clap alone. Quickly. I need assistance. Quickly, Reed, to the rescue. A golf clap for Kyle Adams for absolutely blowing this for the rest of us. Kyle, yes, it's the same damn guy wearing a different shirt. It's a bit. Kyle also provides us the great insight and intellectual uh, intellectual. <laughs> this is an annoying ass podcast. Kyle, it's a bit. It's just a bit. I can't do this anymore. I'll talk to you on the radio tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I love each and every one of you, Kyle, even you, even though it seems you were too thick to get the bit. Radio starts at 10. Have a great night.